the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 930 AM, The Answer, or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We're broadcasting live from Millburgers here at 1604 and Bull Road. You can come on out like so many folks are here. Uh, they're braving the weather and coming out and doing some shopping. We had a terrific children's gardening workshop. We'll tell you more about that in a moment. We'll also encourage you to call us at 308-8867, 308-8867. And Deborah has already done so, so we're going to go to her right now at 308-8867. Hi there, Deborah. Welcome to Millburgers Hi. Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Thank you. Just fine. Yeah, I'm just... Just hoping you can help me save my yard. Um, I, I had all these brown spots and had no idea what it was, so I sent it into the AgriLife Extension Service, and my diagnosis was extensive infection of the take-all patch fungus. So um, my question is, I read that you all recommend a, either a fungicide spray or the sphagnum peat moss, and... I want to do whatever I can that's most effective, so can I use both of those at the same time? And do I do the whole yard? And how often yes. would I you would you recommend? You can use both of those at the same time, but uh, I think the uh, the sphagnum peat is one one application of that, and I, I should should take care of it. Oh, that's stop great. It from okay. Spreading. But it's, but I mean, it's not an instant thing, and it. it's a right. little yeah. bit unpredictable. I don't think, I don't think it'll be any faster if you do both. Right. The sphagnum oh. peat moss, they're talking about what an inch, an inch at the most, the yeah. thick, over the top of it, and the idea is that that material releases acidity, uh, and that that's the key to stopping the fungus, and so. And you just cover the cover the uh, areas that are brown plus the surrounding area. You don't have to cover the whole lawn. Oh, uh, okay. Who, who diagnosed it as a take-all patch? The, uh, the uh, AgriLife Extension Service. Oh, yes, okay. Yes, A&M. On, mm-hmm. A&M. The lab did? Yes, uh-huh, where I sent a... I read online you, you dig up a, a section and take the stolons and some of the roots and some of the edge where it's starting to get brown and put it in a bag and send it to them, um, and so they'll I, diagnose it. So, you know, and because, sphagnum, peat, sphagnum peat moss, 
is the real um, kind of just kind of we- wo- woven together, relatively expensive, but mm-hmm. um, goes a long way. And I would water, put it in there, take the time to put a, an inch thick, and then I'd, okay. I'd water it in. That hadn't, that hadn't gone up in price in like 10 years. Yes, it was just as expensive 10 years ago then as it is now. What is it? Oh. The big bale's twenty nine ninety nine, and you got to remember it's traveled a long way, so there's a whole lot of freight. It's expensive, hmm. yeah, but it's compressed. But you get a lot for your money. So right, a right. bale, one bale would. I have about. I was figuring about three thousand square feet. Total yard, not it's not all brown, but oh. maybe a third of it. So would one bale thousand. cover about thousand square feet? It's a lot. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't think a bale would that. get a. I don't either. I don't think it would make it a thousand square feet. You might. Okay. You might get a. You might get a bale. Well, two two bales you won't be wasting it. Well. Spagnum peat moss you won't be wasting anyway because it's wonderful for all kinds of gardening situations. But I think I'd get at least two right. bales, and then okay. if you need more, you can get more. What okay. did A&M recommend as far as a fungicide is concerned? Um, they, didn't, they didn't make any recommendations. Um, let's see. They it just, just said a fungicide? Well... No, I was actually reading your um, online, y'all's online recommendations. Okay. Let's see, we're um, online. The plant answers? Yes. Where you're, talk- you're talking about peat moss top dressing control of take-all root rot. Right. So that's where I read that you have yeah, to no. we, do we different approaches. Don't, don't re- we don't, Jerry and I haven't recommended fungicide. Doesn't, I mean, oh. it doesn't hurt, and it's labeled for it. But mm-hmm. I, I think F-stop is is, is uh, has some potential. For it. I'll go look at that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are label, labeled big, for it. F-stop. If F-stop, if F-stop uh, is effective, that would be that would be good. Okay. And does do y'all y'all they carry the uh, the peat moss there? Oh yeah. yes, ma'am. Yep, right, they got okay. it. Ask for Trace. I'll show Thank you the moss. Thank you. So, the, so we, just we got the, we got the F stop too. Yeah. So somebody F can walk stop? you through okay. that as well. All right. So put that one application of one inch and water it, and then just hope for the best. All right. It's a it's it's an inch or less. It's an inch or less. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. And it, it's it's not, it's not at first the application is not going to be easy to get that. Yeah, inch, but it's worth worth the effort. Sure, sure. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate all of y'all's help. Thanks, is it, Deborah. Is it, is it all over the yard or just? Uh, um, no, no, it it's not. It's just really about half of the yard. About half was nice and green and pretty, and I was just so proud of that half. And then the other half just kept getting just kind of browner and browner, and it's. It's a little bit in the shade, but not that much different than the green side. So I didn't want it creeping over there and getting the whole yard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, the, is the take-all patch is in the sun, right? Um, no, it, it's really more in the shade. <clears throat> I 
it's under an oak tree, more more in the shade than the than the green is. Oh, okay. You got you got a couple of, couple of things working there. Then is it actually spreading? I mean, do you actually um, see the yes. spots getting larger? I do. It is. It is. It's more. Um, it's just kind of slowly getting bigger. Okay. Okay, that's probably right. Good luck. Okay. Thanks, Deborah. Bye bye. Let us know, Deborah, how it turns out. Come say hi to us when you come by. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. And Trace is on the porch with us. First off, with a beautiful little plant. Yeah, but before we get there, just I heard that the uh, children's workshop was great. Very successful. Yeah. Uh, I heard you made kids eat bugs. What is that about? <laughs> I didn't. It, it was a voluntary did. thing. They, oh. They, they tried to give me some after the fact. That's oh, a, no, did I they? I don't want any. What what were they have? I used, ants to, I used to ride a motorcycle, so I ate plenty. <laughs> Did they have ants or beetles or? They had. Uh, she had like four different, four or five different uh, edible edible bugs. Okay. How did their parents react? And you wouldn't even try one. I I stayed away from down there. Oh. We had we were actually quite busy, so I had to yeah help the people that were running around. Milton would have eaten eaten those bugs. I no, can't. I can't now on my new diet. Oh, is that right? Yeah, bug free. That's what I should have said. There's not much fat, not much fat in bugs. No, but it's a, it's a. um, I think they're really high acid. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're full of acid. He's on a no protein diet. (laughs) Nothing uh, with more than four legs. I'm trying to. All right, so, so that went great. And I'm going to tell you, to follow along, go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com, and you can find out when the next one's going to be. We'll tell you, but, you know, find out for yourself and make your reservations, because these things, was it pretty, I bet it was pretty full. It was very full. Yeah, see, they fill up. Millburgers has these excellent children's uh, gardening classes, and they fill up. So they don't charge anything, but they do ask that you make a reservation. Mm-hmm. So. To me, it's really amazing. What forecast? 102 degrees today, or 104, depending on who you look at. And uh, and then all those folks came. Yeah, for the bugs. Right, full parking lot. Yep, lots of folks are out here. It really is. It was, uh, yeah. So, all right. So uh, now, what else do we need to talk about event-wise? Anything? Um, well, I think we have I the blood drive coming up. Yeah, let me find That's, out. Uh, 16th, I think. I think you're right. 12th or 16th. I'll find out. Uh, then we have uh, David out here towards the end of the month, or end of August. next month, yeah, uh, for the vegetable part one. Right, and then there, the children's garden is the same one at, at a different time. I think it's just, I think they're both on fall veggies, and the kids' garden yeah. is. Yeah. And I heard David talking this morning about signing up for the big children's garden, so I want to encourage. Uh, <laughs> Encourage everybody to sign up before that fills up too. Are the that's children the big or is the garden big? The garden's uh, big. Oh, uh, not the children. Okay, so that's the one at the botanical garden. So uh, we want to get the kids off the couches, uh, out from behind the TVs and the Game Boys. Do they even have Game Boys anymore? No. Okay. Uh, you got you got the general idea though, and get them outside. I think it's a twelve week well, commitment. I think that's that's absolutely right. It goes even further because, as Jerry brought up a couple weekends ago. David, that program uh, at the, the uh, Botanical Garden has uh, the structure and the 
the order of everything is uh, so successful that that's a good model for everybody out there that's gardening. So if you want your kids to to have a chance to learn how to be really successful gardener in our climate here, that's the place to, to go and learn. Kids or grandkids, yeah, depending on the listener. And then Millburgers is a big sponsor. We we've been recently sponsoring uh-huh. that, yeah. Uh, blood drive was on the twelfth. We determined. Yeah, right? blood drive is August blood drive 12th. On the twelfth. And if you come out, donate blood. Uh, we are going to be giving a gift certificate along with that. And then there's an extra special Facebook thing that's going to go with that too. So. Oh, cool. Um, we'll we'll uh, get some more info on that and talk about that next week. All right. Plan to the weekend. Chance, chance to get even more. Okay. Smell that, Milton. See if see if it's a. It's it does. I'm official. smelling it here. Mm-hmm. Here. You want to give it? Very perfumey. All right. So this was a custom grow just for this show. Was it really? Yes, it was. We brought in 20 flats. Oh, my so goodness. We wow. Have plenty for everybody. That's neat. I've never had seen them in, in small containers. John like Fanix flocks is what we're talking about. And uh, it's a wonderful perennial. Oh, yeah. Uh, developed not too far from here, so you know it works well here. Off Rigby Avenue. So uh, real pretty, off pink, white bloom, very fragrant. Uh, and it is a summer phlox. And uh, you can't get much more spectacular than that. No. Well, you can. If you, if you smell the you fragrance, can. if you smell that fragrance, um, that that is as close as we're going to get to lilac smell mm. here. And so these are only two ninety nine. Yeah, and oh, that's a great deal. No, it's a terrific deal. So how does okay? So you know, normally we say if you want one, uh, you can come to Millburgers, and we've had we have had them in front of us on the in front of the the porch here where we've been talking about them, and by the end of the show they're gone. So now you've got a lot of flats, but I would encourage people if they want them, come get them now. And do they do rows of them? How do you hmm. how do you suggest they plant? I them? I would do clusters. Yeah, yeah. clusters. Okay, yeah. Well, what does that drifts, mean? Drifts, drifts. Three, uh, three and oh, odd, odd numbers. Three, five, seven. Not in a line, but in a grouping. Okay, okay. So yeah. all right, so you can and, call. And me. This, and the this is about it. They'll they'll bloom. Typically, out in the wild, they're fall bloomers. I mean, flocks, perennial flocks. When you go up north, you see them in the ditches and everywhere else up there. Now, this this particular flocks uh, is, is specifically suited for down in this area. Normally, our the perennial flocks that we that that lives down here over year after year is a kind of a, a lavender uh, lavender type. And the, what's so unusual about this, the reason it was discovered and everything, is it's a different color than the one that uh, the one that typically lives for a long time down here. So this one will live for a long time. Doesn't have powdery mildew on the leaves like, uh, especially in a wet spring, like uh, like the the, uh, the. In other words, perennial flocks comes in many many different colors. Fanic flocks and uh, the the lavender flocks are the only two we can grow down here that live, be perennial. And the, this this Fanic's flock is flox is probably the best flocks in terms of cut flower, and then that fragrance. Oh, yeah. That fragrance. 
Mm-hmm. You talk about a nice bouquet. Mary actually house. had a cluster of these. Uh, she, she brought some flowers this morning too for the for the uh-huh. kids in the in the seminar, uh, and Flox was one of them. And uh, as she got out of the car, there was, I don't know if the bee was already in her car no. or if it just joined her the second she opened that door, but it was kind of unique. There was at least one flying around that, that, that place. Flags, huh? Now, I think I think in PlantAnswers.com, a few years ago when, when Milton talked about that, uh, the first time we saw Fanny's flocks and they all disappeared, we spent a lot of time talking about how to maximize the life of perennials in our climate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we mentioned Shasta daisies and and Phoenix flocks and everything. And one of the things you do is that every two or three years, the, you, the clumps you kind of break break some. Oh yeah, they, they spread divide them out, easy. Divide them, and then and that way they uh, they uh, get stimulated and and react, so you get new new clumps. Now, if you just leave the clumps indefinitely. Even as, as good a survivor as Phoenix uh, flocks are, um, yeah. they don't. You know, they, they can decline over the time. So, so be prepared to do that about every three years or so. These things, uh, I've, I've, the the mother plant of these plants, uh, I watch all the time, and uh, it's in a in a whiskey bar size container, and they they fertilize it uh, quite a bit. But uh, that thing is just solid blooms all summer long, even in the heart of the summer. Really? But uh, so the, these are real good container plants, too. So now you have to cut them back periodically. At two ninety nine, it's a great deal. It oh, is. yeah. Yeah. All right. So And the, this little plant is, what? what is that, uh, 12, 14 inches tall? If you include the pot. Yeah, with, with uh, three... Bloom clusters, on. Yeah, and they and they grow fast. They'll oh fill, yeah, they'll fill out pretty fast. So you've got a couple of choices. Come get them right now. Get them in the ground. Start enjoying them, or call the nursery at four nine seven three seven six zero four nine seven three seven six zero and tell them, hey, put aside seven of them for me, or three. You sure? Trying to do the cluster. Had to think of what an odd number was. Yeah, exactly. I was, it took me a second. Is it happened by three? So it's is it three six nine or is it? Because that's no, six is even. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. You had clusters of threes. Three five. Okay. Right. So you can have a cluster of five. <laughs> if I have two clusters, then I get six. I'm confused. Anyway, just call. You'll figure it out. <laughs> call them in uh, 497-3760. It's and the clusters. It's odd. Put some. Oh, okay. No, it's Milton. It's odd. Oh, okay. Within the clusters. Now, speak, speaking of great things uh, and great value, right in front of us on the porch, while i got Trace here, perennials in the one-gallon container on sale. They are. The the uh, select group, six ninety nine. Perennials, okay. uh, all kinds of things: lantana, Mexican yeah. bush sage, rebecca's, coneflowers, yep. butterfly weed, Mexican petunia, plumbago. Cor- uh, I think that's coreopsis over there. Pintas, uh, dominita, which is hard to come across. Uh, all the salvias, firebush, fire uh, zinnia linearis, shrimp plant. I already got zinas. me two. Shrimp plants. It's, it's like a buy one get one free. Yeah, it's fifty percent off. It's that's actually right. a little, little more than. Yeah, it, sort of. it's uh, yeah, it's normally six ninety nine now three forty four, so it comes to six eighty eight for two, so yeah, 
this is no, this is incredible. So this is this one's just a sale. So you need to come in for this one. You could basically do your uh, got your milkweed, your new butterfly garden for oh yeah the monarchs coming in September People and October. Doing the sauce packages. Oh actually, man, because a lot of these plants are on the sauce package, so they can genius. They can accommodate their hundred dollar certificate mm-hmm. um, and still have money's left over to use for the mulch that they have to have for it. So we've seen a, 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 ever since this ad came out, we've seen a lot of sauce package people coming. That makes a lot of sense. No, and and you could just call us up and yell out a plant, and it's chances are it's in front of us on sale for three forty-four in the one-gallon container. The perennials are. So, yep, yeah, Trace mentioned lantana, blue plumbago. I'm looking out in front of me. I got the shrimp plant. Southeast. Yep. So... Uh, it, it's a great deal. Okay, so we need to take a break. You okay? Anything else we need to mention before uh, we Texas have? Sage, Sinisa. Yeah. We got a new batch of that in. It's on sale. And they, this year, this week, they included the Texas Superstar Lens Legacy. Yep, it's in there. So and you put it in there. This and they came in good. blooming this week. Cool. So, but they're, they're pretty, too. The ones that, it's, maybe it's going to rain tomorrow. Uh-huh. I think it's, well, it's going to rain sometime. Uh, you know, they can't. Good selection on tomatoes, and they're on sale. Yeah. And, again, I want to thank uh, Mary for a wonderful kids' seminar. I think she did an excellent job. Come back up. I know you've been called, so come back up and visit with us, and we'll talk a little bit more about the tomatoes you have when you get a chance. We're going to take a break. While we do, why don't you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the children's gardening workshop at Millburgers. If you missed it this month, guess what? We do it next month. And the best place to go to find out about all the events at Millburgers is MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the events, you'll find out what's on sale at Millburgers, like fall tomatoes. Chosen to do well in our area, these tomatoes that are on sale have a history of doing well in fall in san antonio you can choose from tycoon celebrity hm 1823 valley girl cherry and more now just a dollar 68 in the four and a half inch pot millburgers has perennials on sale Are you ready for this one gallon perennials on sale just 344 this week at millburgers you'll find savings on texas sage Theralis, Gold Star Esperanza, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and much, much more. So head on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bulverde Road. Let's go eat. Okay, but I'm really tired of those same old places. Yeah, me too. Hey, let's go back to that cute rustic place on the vineyard by Natural Bridge Caverns. Oh, yeah, let's have a quiet, romantic dinner. This time, let's save room for the cheesecake. Okay, I'll have that cold-smoked black-peppered ribeye. Don't forget, they have those great Texas grass-fed burgers, Texas red snapper, wonderful salads, and appetizers. Count me in. 
we can start with a glass of Texas wine and stroll through the vineyards. The best part is we can afford to get a great steak without breaking the bank. Oak Valley Vineyards, not just a special occasion restaurant, an all-occasion restaurant. Come out, enjoy the relaxed and rustic atmosphere and the excellent food at Oak Valley Vineyards Restaurant and Venue. For reservations, call 830-980-8033, oakvalleyvineyards.com. Don't miss Movies by Moonlight. Each Tuesday evening at Travis Park downtown, 9.30 a.m. The Answer and the City of San Antonio invite you to join us each week for a great family movie. This week, catch Zootopia. Free entertainment starts at 7.30 and the movie starts at dusk. Don't miss Movies by Moonlight. Tuesday evenings at Travis Park. Brought to you by Brooks Academy, English Language School, University Health System, Cricket Wireless, Southwest Exteriors, and Dave and & Buster's. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, we go right back to those phone lines. We've got Chuck on the line at 308-8867. Hey, Chuck, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? Well, i got a problem with my mountain laurel. Planted it about 10 years ago, and it's about 10 feet high and about 8 feet across. And it came up in two stalks, in two bases, two trunks. Okay. And one, one of them is just like overnight has died. But the other one, the other half, uh, two-thirds of it looks great. But I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's gray, white, dead. Okay. Uh, the the stalk that died, uh, follow it down. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it died down to the base or down close it to the to the, the close, close to the base. It has. I imagine that. I imagine that's a canker. Canker. There's a there's a canker disease that get in those things. There's really nothing you can do for it or prevent it or anything like that. Uh, but if you follow 
if you go down the truck, go down the truck, examining the truck as you go, uh, you'll see. I bet you'll see some uh, kind of some black indented areas. In other words, where where it looks looks like the the bark is indented a little bit, and it's black under there. Yeah, the the vascular system is yeah. interrupted. Sometimes you'll even get a you get a vascular system. Go ahead. Do there, well? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm right here. Uh, okay. Uh, what you do? What you? What What you do is go down, but find that black. Well, if it's killed it all the way, if it, if it if it's just coming out as a third stalk or second stalk, just cut. Cut it off at the base, as close to the base, as close to the ground as you can. And uh, the rest of the other stem may live another 30, yeah, right, 30 years right, or 40 right. years. The other stem will, should fill in. Okay, and I don't have to worry about the uh, the rest of it then, huh? Just, uh... No, no. The, the, what, what we've seen in the past, usually if you remove, the sad thing about it is most of the time it, it disrupts the shape of the tree. Or, yeah. Or, 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 yeah. You know, it, it <laughs> got if you take off half edge. of it, but it sounds like yours is in pretty good shape. Yeah, the rest really com- it's it's common. Big. Yeah, it is. It's, oh, it's, it's quite it's, common. Some springs oh, seem to be worse than others. I know it's common because before I planted this one, I, I lost about four or five of them with this same problem. So I, I'm, I'm familiar with it being common. Okay, well, listen, I'm going to cut it off right now. Thanks a lot, you guys. It's, okay, it's, thank it's you. Not getting too much water there, is it? No, no, it's not. I thought about that, and I think that's what happened to the other ones. But yeah, I've been careful. Group, so uh, not too much water. Okay. Because right. it has the growth rate. Thanks, has been, Chuck. Growth rate has been pretty great from yeah, what you say. Yeah. Are you take care? 308-8867, 308-8867. Jason is on the line. Hi, Jason. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hey, good, sir. Uh, pleasure to meet you the other day at the, at the mixer, uh, and I did yeah. have a, a gardening question. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we, and then what uh, we'll do is we'll, we'll do your gardening question first, but I want to let you tell folks uh, Jason is, uh, uh, are you the executive director, or are you the yes. just the Okay, of a, a nonprofit yes, in here that's got a, a really cool story, and he's a listener to the show, so I wanted to let him talk about that. But we'll let you do your gardening question first, Jason. What's going on? Okay, sir. So, so my lawn. Uh, we've owned this. We've had a house for about two and a half years. Uh, when we first moved in, the the lawn was, you know, it was doing pretty well. Uh, I think we have Bermuda grass, um, and then the back area of our lawn is sloped, um, and there were no houses built around that. So we had, I guess the you know the first couple months we had a, a significant rain come in and that that drove all of that you know that shale and all that stuff and it pulled on my lawn and ever since then it has it didn't matter what I do it just doesn't grow you know I've I've gone to lengths as, as putting fresh dirt down and they'll bud up but they'll die out you know maybe it's a watering issue I just I just kind of I don't know and I and I'm trying not to resod the entire area so I maybe have some advice for me. And is it? I, t- I take it the water when it does rain, the water settles in there, right? Yes, sir. That's exactly what it does. It, it settles right at the base of that that small slope we have in our yard, 
Um, and, you know, that area does pretty well, well because the water, you know, saturates that area, so the, the grass would be better there. But the top, you know, like the peak of that area um, is, just, is just bare, you know. Okay, so on the slope, on the slope is where it's bare? Uh, it, right at the top of the slope, and well, there's some spot, spots in the in the uh, you know where where it uh, where it evens out with the ground that that are bare, but um that that I don't know that sediment that's there or whatever it is that that runoff that came from the other areas, the construction areas, that stuff has never gone away. You know, is there is it a place where you can put some organic materials and compost? Yeah, I think, I mean, I haven't tried that yet, but I think that maybe the next step uh, is mix it in with some, some fresh topsoil and, and um, yeah. put that down. Well, but I've thrown yeah, some seed down, I've thrown some, some fertilizer, I've, I mean, I've gone, you know, I've spent a pretty penny trying to get this grass growing again and nothing's worked. I don't have a green thumb. Um, yeah, because I, I don't know, sometimes you'll get... Uh, if if the if the water if the you get a structural change in a situation like that and then the water's not draining mm-hmm. and then it doesn't matter if you got water in there or not it's just uh, the roots can't deal with, deal with it uh, mm-hmm. so you have trouble growing things and the the main way to address that is to change that structure and that is to get some uh, some organic material compost is usually mm-hmm. the best get that in there um i wouldn't use top dressing or i i would just get compost that's that's okay. really the active ingredient and, okay. and if you can incorporate that in there now it's tough to do that on a slope though yeah so you gotta kind of figure out how to keep it in place how to get it incorporated mm-hmm. that might yeah, be that's extremely it al- might be extremely alkaline he he may uh, is it bare right now? Is it, I mean, is it actually bare ground? Um, it, it looks like it's more, I mean, there's bare spots, but there's more uh, brown, you know, brown grass. It, it's, it looks like it's not holding the water or it's not taken to. Um, but it just it just kind of dies out and sits there, so it's just dry grass. Try, try in one of those areas or half the area, put some sphagnum peat in there. Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of times, what happens is is it uh, it make when, when, especially when that silt or whatever settles in an area, it'll make it extremely alkaline. That'll also that'll also address that the organic right material. So that'll, that'll kill two birds with one you, stone. And you could even right. experiment okay. with uh, com- you know composts one area and the sphagnum another area and just see what kind of response you get okay yeah that's a good idea okay i'll try that yeah i think when you are you going to resod it are you are you going to resod it well i was trying everything i can do before resodding because if i do resodding i'm going to do the front yard and i'm going to do the backyard um and just you know do it whole thing Exactly. So I was trying not to uh, try to go that route, but I think in the end it's, it may just wind up being there. Yeah, if you just do that area, try uh, Floortam St. Augustine. St. Augustine, okay. Floortam is very forgiving of uh, of that situation. 
Okay. And it's a, it's it's a, and you can it's just, a, you can buy pieces of it on Friday, yeah. right? Floor yeah. tap Friday. So you, that could be part of your experiment. But it's San Augustine, okay. which most people say, ah, oh, but it, that that variety and that variety alone actually did perform really well in the tests we did in San Antonio in 2002. Drought, yeah. Drought test. Yeah. So it's great. A, great. It's a tough. It's a tough variety. And I'm doing a test okay. in my yard right now. Jerry is unwatered. Quit, quit watering, yeah. No. <laughs> Jason, okay. Right. Well, you mentioned that I had met you. Now, did you get all? Did you get your question answered? Are you? I did. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good. Good. Hey, so I mentioned you were at the uh, Project One event that the uh, that the radio station, uh, our sure. Salem Communication, Salem Media Group did, uh, was a big success. You were a part of it. So tell people about your yes, organization. Sir. So we are a 501c3 organization. Um, we're called Team Diego, um, and you can find us at teamdiego.org. Um, and, and the genesis of Diego is I have a son who was born as a child amputee. He was born without his right leg. Um, he's above the knee. Um, he, has, he has, you know, a full left hand, but on his right hand he has um, two fingers. Um, and and he was, it was as a result of amniotic band syndrome. Um, now... I guess the fast-forward version is he's always, I've always been in the military. I'm still serving today. Um, and so he's always known the military. Um, so he he kind of started off with the, Dad, when am I going to be a soldier? Not if I'm going to be a soldier, but when. Um, and so uh, at age six, he, he you know, he saw a uh, what they call a ride to recovery, which is also a large nonprofit that, that, uh, that helps uh, injured veterans. Um, he saw them riding past his school on recumbent bikes. Many of them were missing limbs or they had prosthesis on like him. And he said, Dad, look, those guys are just like, you know, they have the same legs as me. And so he kind of just started wearing his own little kid-sized uniform. Um, and he started doing 5Ks on his on his own recumbent bike. Um, and then uh, last year we decided, hey, why don't we open our own nonprofit to uh, connect injured veterans to children with special needs. Um, so we saw a niche because the injured veterans come back, and some of them suffer from PTSD, and they have all these programs for, set aside for them. However, veterans are, are oftentimes reluctant to take part in these programs. You know, they're, they're apprehensive. But the one thing we've noticed is that they they love to be mentors. They like to get back in the community. They love to deal with children. And we think that Team Diego is that niche, um, and, and that's kind of how we started. And do you do you have success as as truly being a win win for both uh, the kids and the veterans? Absolutely, and I, and I think the first success was my own son. Um, he met a a veteran um, by the name of Jose Sanchez. You might have seen him um, recently in the news. He ran the Boston Marathon. Um, he was the in the uh, amputee veteran uh, Marine um, carrying the you know the big U.S. flag. Um, from that flew when he was in Afghanistan and lost his leg. Um, he, he heard about Diego's story, uh, and then he decided to come work out with him. Um, and we videoed that moment, and then that moment uh, we put it on the internet and went viral. So we've, we've gotten calls from all over the world, honestly. Uh, as far as uh, Israel, you know, we've gotten calls from Taiwan. Um, but but really, what we're trying to do is put that focus back onto injured veterans and children with special needs. Um, and, and we work off of, you know, the, the kind graces of the community to, to fund our, our projects. So um, that's kind of what we do, sir. 
How, how do folks uh, find you? Uh, is there a website? Is it on Facebook? Both? Yes, sir. So, so we're on Facebook. Uh, you can type in keyword um, Diego, D-I-E-G-O, the number four, Warriors. Um, and, that, and that's also our uh, Instagram, and that's also our Twitter. Uh, and our website is Team Diego, one word, dot org. Okay, and our listeners, if they want to help you or want to uh, figure out what they might do through volunteerism or donations, they can find out on the website? Absolutely, they can find that. We, we love to have volunteers. We, we go out to different events. We sell novelties, whatever we can do to try to raise money. This year we're trying to put together grants for uh, children with special needs. Um, so we, we, uh, we rely on the donations. We love to have volunteers out as well helping us at the events. So whatever you can do, if you want to help, come on board, check out the website, and we can get you started. Cool. So teamdiego.org. Yes, sir. That's it. Th- Thanks, Jason. Thanks a bunch. And tell us how to so uh, gr- visit us again and when you're uh, through with the experiment. Absolutely. I- I'll let you know. Okay. Good luck. Okay, Jason. All right. We're going to take, take a now. break while we do. You too. Bye, bye Jason. 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas is coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Melton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick for Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the Children's Gardening Workshop at Milberger's. If you missed it this month, guess what? We do it next month. And the best place to go to find out about all the events at Milberger's is MilbergerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the events, you'll find out what's on sale at Milberger's, like fall tomatoes. Chosen to do well in our area, these tomatoes that are on sale have a history of doing well in fall in San Antonio. You can choose from Tycoon, Celebrity, HM1823, Valley Girl, Cherry, and more. Now just a $1.68 in the four and a half inch pot. Millburgers has perennials on sale. Are you ready for this? One gallon perennials on sale, just $3.44. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Texas Sage, Theralis, Gold Star Esperanza, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and much, much more. So head on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. If you or someone you know suffers from cataracts, glaucoma, astigmatism, or other eye ailments, Quicker Solutions is hosting a free informational seminar Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on a revolutionary neutral product that's been in Japan for over 18 years and is new to the U.S. Learn how some can see without glasses within 20 minutes of taking this natural product. To learn more and for free samples, please find the Eye Care Naturally workshop near you. Register right now at IWantEyeCare.com. That's IWantEyeCare. Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, 
try a tin today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of a tin. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for a tin at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 624 Southwest Military in Shopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with a tin. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need attend. Brooks Academy is a tuition-free public charter school district with four campuses all around San Antonio. Brooks Academy inspires learners to rise and exceed with 21st century skills, embracing technology-rich project-based learning. Brooks Academy offers a STEM-focused curriculum, the new sports leadership and management program, state-of-the-art technology, and science labs. Enrolling now for pre-K through 12th grade. Apply at brooksacademy.org. That's brooksacademy.org. Make the call before you fall. It's time to call Safe Showers. Your tub is nice, but slick as ice. It's time to call Safe Showers. One morning, when my wife and I finally admitted that we were both having difficulties climbing in and out of our slippery old bathtub every time we showered, it was time to call Safe Showers. They explained in detail everything they would do, and in just two days, they did everything they said they would do. We took our first safe shower the third day after the project began and loved it. If you want a safe shower, call them, 655-1111. That's 655-1111. Visit them on the web at safeshowers.com or call 655-1111 for a showroom appointment. Give us a call before you fall. It's time to call Safe Showers. 655-1111. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, I mentioned Project 1 before we started talking to Jason and the event we had at Documation. What I failed to say that uh, this is a... Well, Documation is the title sponsor of the uh, station's event. Uh, the slogan of the event, Project One, is one person, one hour, one life changed. It's all about volunteerism and mentorship. If you want more information on Documation's role in this or Project One, go to uh, the uh, our website and uh, check it out at 930amtheanswer.com. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. As I was walking up here, uh, interesting enough, uh, when I I parked in the front today, but uh, as I was walking through the plant, I was thinking exactly what Calvin's article is about this week, uh, and that is, uh, if you want to see what really blooms in the summer, and as t- hot as the temperatures are, now is the time to drive around. And this is, <laughs> and uh, Calvin pretty well nailed which ones are blooming now, uh, which is spectacular at this time of the year. And of course that uh, Ponte, uh, Prada Barbados or Pontiano is that Pontiano, right? yeah. Pontiano. That's how I see. Uh, it's really blooming all over oh. town, looking beautiful. Yeah, I don't remember it being this uh, spectacular in pastures. Part of it may be that it's so much showier, it's dry, and yeah, so, so yeah. it's there all by itself. Kind of. Goes well with the brown. Yeah, is that what it, you're does. it does. But, you know, but you, anyway, it's, it's looking spectacular, as, as is uh, 
uh, uh, Esperanza, Gold Star Esperanza, is blooming. Which is in con- pretty consistent. Esperanza is pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah, it is. Poinciana is not quite. The other thing uh, was, you know, we that we always mention lantanas in terms of butterflies, and uh, I've had people question me quite often. Well, when do the butterflies land on the lantana? Yeah. Well, right now they are really la- they are landing on the lantana. So this this time of the year, and then in the other the question was, you know, new gold lantana is a, is a sterile lantana, and so there's was some question of whether they, you know, it's a good nectar source or, or sterile. Sometimes sterile plants are not as good a nectar source, but if you got uh, new gold lantana now and you've got a lot of butterflies in your landscape, you probably got them. Landing. Uh, if your neighborhood's like mine, they're they're really taking advantage of the of the lantanas, the new gold lantanas, blooming up a storm, and butterflies are utilizing it. And Jerry, I made a little. I'm continuing to make a little uh, experiment on the which plants attract the hummingbirds. I'm still mm. sticking with my zinnias, <laughs> my uh, zin- my zinnia patch. You can. Every time you go over there, you can spot a hummingbird. hummingbird. And, uh, it's of course, you know, one of the arguments when we talked about the butterfly gardens are to have a big, it's neat to have two plants of everything. Yeah. But if you really want to make a show and you want to affect uh, butterfly populations, then you want to have a, some a relatively large area of, of some type of plant, like misflower or zinnias. And I've got an 8 by 48 foot, uh, my cut flower bed mm-hmm. is all uh, zinnias. And boy, that really is a, uh, for a, a photographer, huh? yeah, yeah. For, for a photographer or somebody that just wants to view hummingbirds or butterflies. Especially these are, uh, these are uh, California giant and cactus. Cactus, I think, is my favorite. Uh, really attractive flowers. And then also the... Uh, the dreamland, the dreamland yeah. is a nice uh, zinnia too. So, in, the, in, the, in that category, uh, I was wa- as I was walking up, I saw those uh, marigolds. Did you see those uh, large flowered marigolds? No, I came right from there. the other direction. Yeah. They are, uh, and they are perfect conditions for planting at this time of the year, uh-huh. if you want fall marigolds. Oh, so they're they're not in full bloom yet. No, they they just got buds on them. Like uh, yeah, it's uh, right on the corner of this first table to oh, the right. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're they're big plants and uh, they're merry mums. We merry mums. That's what that's what we call them because they're they when we, when we were doing the experiments with them, we accidentally found them. We found that realized that 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 they're short day bloomers. Are they? They actually bloom more in the fall than they do in the spring when most people plant marigolds. And so, uh, but but we also find out that if you plant them when they're in full bloom, they don't get any bigger. They, they don't they don't get much bigger. The plants won't get much bigger. But if you if you plant them like these are, uh, with buds on them, 
they'll get big and really bloom beautifully in 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 the uh, fall, especially around Halloween. They're a nice addition to the cut flower garden too. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they're and they're another one that the butterflies like. However, now, however, do we do we care those stinking things in the house or marigolds in no. the house? No, you. Uh, I guess you're right. You could have. <laughs> they stink, Calvin. Well, they. To some, to some folks, they do have a <laughs> unpleasant fragrance. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's what we call stink. In, in I, some neighborhoods. <laughs> some neighborhoods they stink. Have you ever heard of anybody claiming that the deer don't eat marigolds? I don't think so. No, I haven't either. Because one in response to my article today, that a reader had listed marigolds on the plants in her neighborhood that the deer, deer ate. Deer ate. Ate, yeah, along with marigold. Fire. Yeah, marigolds. Firebush. We knew that, uh, but the other, she mentioned Esperanza. Some places they do, um, but she mentioned salvias and lantanas, which. Most places they don't they don't eat the salvias or lantanas, so that uh, must be a pretty barren. <laughs> but you you said it's up by Canyon Lake. Yeah, right? our, they're drier up close there. to ba- yeah Bandera too. They, I didn't quite understand if it was Canyon Lake or Bandera. Oh, okay. Uh, now you you made a statement in your in your in your uh, column that uh, the deer will eat Pontiana. Yeah, in my neighborhood. They now, do. when we did we when we did the, uh, I asked Forrest Appleton this when we first started putting Pontiana on the market, and uh, he said he couldn't remember because all his are in the backyard. So he put some out in the front yard, and they ate the flowers, but they didn't eat the foliage. Hmm. Now, in your neighborhood, do they eat the yeah, foliage too? Yeah, because I planted uh, all th- uh, Esperanza and Pontiana together. And there's no points in the left. They ate. They ate the, oh, they ate it to the ground. They ate it all, yeah. Hmm. And so that'd be another interesting uh, experiment. Then maybe there's so many Pontianas out there now. I yeah. wonder if if the people are not now in my neighborhood. They, so we want folks to call in with their Pontiana yeah, and deer yeah. experience. If, if the deer if it's eating, a, yeah, if, if it's they're eating the Pontiana, if they eating the plant or eating the whole thing. All right, Just so the blooms. Or if you live in a deer, a deer neighborhood, where uh, <laughs> your poinciana is not eaten, we can hear from you too. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Also, lantanas and salvias too. If you, what, what your experience has been with lantanas and salvia? And we have both those are on sale in front of us. I mean, yeah. they, it is amazing. Uh, this 344 sale, the uh, perennials in the one-gallon container, almost every plant that we've talked about in the past few weeks, from milkweed to lantana that they're talking about now, well, here's shrimp plant, firebush. Pentas, too? Pentas, too. Pentas. The one-gallon yeah, container he, right he in front of pentas. Yeah. Wow, the pentas look great. Yeah. And that's another good butterfly plant, especially for the shade. Shrimp plant. I mentioned I got a couple of those a little while ago before the show started, so... Yeah, just have you seen any hummingbirds on your shrimp plant? That's no, they is that, seem to attract them. Ooh, good, good. Yeah. All righty. So anyway, 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867 and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. The number to call. Hey, uh, Trace, we got about I guess about 
two minutes left before we have to get caught up with the news. Uh, do you want to, is it enough time to talk about the tomatoes? Uh, yeah, I think so. We've got a pretty darn good selection of tomatoes out there, all of the ones that have a chance to uh, produce for fall. And uh, good-sized plants, and they're on sale for a buck sixty-eight. And these are the quart or four-and-a-half-inch size, which I think is perfect. Yeah. Because they're, they've really got enough established. root. Yeah, they got enough root to deal with 100-degree heat. And uh, you're still you're still good the first uh, week or two weeks. You're going to be watering them every every day. But um, you you can plant these and not expect to lose one. You know, if the soil's prepared, you've pre, pre-watered, there you've got you go. your that's fertilizer a, a down, uh, uncage them, and uh, just keep keep watering them, and they'll, the leaves will thin out a little bit. But uh, I'm surprised that there's some growth. Mine are showing some yeah. growth and uh, looking strong. Remember, it's, it's not the heat that kills them. It's the lack of water. And this, and so again. So you're losing them. And again, lack as of Jerry and I have mentioned, um, you want when you water. That's why I kind of alternate. Um, one day I'll water with the wand, uh, especially newly planted, but then I like to water with the with the drip too, because the drip penetrates as long as the you know you planted them right in that spot that it penetrates into the soil yeah. uh, pretty well. So that combination works really well. And a lot of uh, most, uh, well, I'd say all of the tomatoes that are are sold here at Millburgers are are heat to- are heat tolerant and heat setting tomatoes. Yep, I didn't bring any of them that I didn't think personally would produce something before uh, before winter. There you go. And we got the they're still eight, uh, HM eighteen twenty four. I had ordered an extra almost thirty flats yesterday just to okay, sell cause... so many. Because we noted, a lot of gardeners noted how fast they produced in the spring, and we want to see if they do the same Except thing. Fall. Hey, we got to take fall. a break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. Hey, so uh, we'll uh, go to solicit you for... Uh, uh, you're, you'll, you'll be part of our test group. We want to know about deer eating poinciana. Is that right? And about proud of Barbados. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, we may as well get some update on salvia lantana. Um, I, also, I asked the uh, person that sent me the email from Bandera uh, whether they ate uh, iris in her in her neighborhood too. Uh, of- friend just texted me and said that the deer are actually eating the butterflies in his yard <laughs> oh, so it's really Lord, tough yeah right. that's that's, 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 I, that's, that's pretty bad. Rough. yeah I, I don't know what you do then i actually saw uh, uh purple martins with with butterflies oh caught butterflies and and then a, a few other gardeners have noted that now that the martins have left a, that the butterfly populations are higher 
But I think it may just be a, a timing what thing. What happened to your salad, it seems? Uh, you know, if, it, it's just this hot weather um, may be just the peak of the butterfly time, so it may not be a real direct relationship to Martins. But they will occasionally eat a eat butterflies, anything that flies high. And then I've seen them, you know, down close to the the houses with the butterfly in the bill. Now, are the butterflies, the, I mean, not the butterflies, the Purple Martins primary, are they gone now? Well, they're still at their assembly points because uh, my neighborhood is this year is an assembly point. So every morning so far, they they come back and hang out, uh, and then they disperse in the afternoon. I don't know where they go okay. in the afternoon. But I keep expecting them, and I uh, usually by August 1st, they'll head, be heading to South America. We, so I'm not taking my rest of my houses down until they head okay. dispersed. We had someone in our neighborhood, and it was just kind of... And, Interesting anecdote, timing-wise, that um, he had two Purple Martin houses, loves them, talked about them all the time, and then he moved to a, a retirement facility, and uh, almost the day that he left, the Purple Martins were gone, and it was like, I guess they kind of seemed like they decided they uh, they just wanted to, to, without him there, they didn't want to be there anymore. That was their home when he was there. So, yeah. Well, you know, Bill Sveland... Uh Who's uh, has made a study of the, the Martins? He he says he's got to, You want to be a little careful on. Don't take those Martin houses down too too early because the um, young kind of it imprints on them. If there's vacancies and there's uh, houses housing, then they're more likely to come back and fill that up. And the other thing is, uh, you know, if you if you're gonna put new houses up, the earlier you put them up where the Martins are still here, then it gives them an opportunity oh, to excellent. kind of imprint. Yeah, but then those where, sparrows come yeah. by and just cause all kinds of That's the problem. Commotion. We, we made an impression on Calvin, Milton. Why? Did he write something nice about he, the sparrows? He, yes, he did. <laughs> wow. he, he says in his digging now on today's paper, it's a good time to lower the Martin houses and plug the entrance holes after the nest boxes are cleaned out. The Purple Martin are assembling for their trip to South South America South America uh, for the winter. Then he puts, English sparrows will continue to use the nest if they are available. See there. Yeah. And I'm letting people make their own decisions. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm shutting mine up as soon as I can. Hey, I can't believe Calvin. You know, he's always so friendly to birds and things. Not like the sparrows. He's got Not a the thing. the English sparrows. And they're foreigners, too. I hear it goes back to childhood. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, had this, I had this terrible experience with yeah. English sparrows. Now, I do like, I kind of like starlings. I find starlings kind oh, of interesting. Oh, man. Because they, they eat so many grubs. Uh, and then they are also one of the... Uh, most likely to come to your bird bath, and uh, you talk about a, a entertainment. I mean, they splash and they kind of mean to the other birds, though, aren't they? Yeah, because they're usually there's five or six or seven of them there. Yeah, and, and they, they bully the bully the other birds. Yeah, now they they'll have these little fights with uh, 
Well, they'll chase off the Cardinals, but the yeah. wood, the Woodpeckers aren't afraid of them. I imagine. And the not. Blue the Blue Jays send them <laughs> send them off to wherever they send starlings <laughs> off to. Being ugly to the English, right? <laughs> I see starlings came from England too, too, didn't they? After Europe or someplace. Yeah, released in in New York, in a park in New York. Now we have them everywhere. Yeah, I, I, we kind of. I kind of grew up not liking starlings because they. We had sweet gum trees, big, tall sweet gum trees in the front yard, and the, and the starlings and the English sparrows would roost. In the in those huh. big trees, uh, you know, like like they do yeah. here in the fall. Or grac- the, yeah, grackles too. Grac- do grackles. I don't. The, the grackles didn't seem to roost in those trees, but well, the I don't. They didn't. Starlings did. I don't. I guess they didn't do that up north either. I guess it's in the winter time down here in San Antonio that yeah, that's that they right. roost. That's right. Like at the at the university. Oh yeah, caused a lot of trouble. Lots of lots of poop covered cars. Yeah. <laughs> I never forget Steve George. He was walking. We were. We, that's when we were housed downtown. Uh, there, across from police station and uh, behind the jail or you know, New Ava, and uh, he had a meeting to give. <clears throat> and he had. I think he had some, some real nice shoes that had <laughs> real pretty shine on. <laughs> and so. Because I had my hush puppies on, I just plowed right through it. But uh, Steve had a few choice words about those uh, <laughs> grackles, grackle uh, manure on the sidewalk where we had to walk. Well, one of my my best memories from childhood <laughs> was when I, my cousin and I were exactly the same age. And, oh no! And I went to stay with him, and and he was kind of showing everybody. The house, and there's this little little group, and he was talking about the the birds and and the pigeons, Uh-oh. and looked up and got oh right <laughs> oh wow yeah. those pigeons know what they're doing <laughs> and uh, don't think they don't and I mean I what are they doing huh I yep. couldn't yeah both. I couldn't help it I got I went hysterical of course I got beat beat up. Uh. <laughs> And then, then his mother, his mother harassed me after that for picking on him and embarrassing him. <laughs> it wasn't me. I did poop in his eye. <laughs> I hope not. No, that'd be awkward. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Plant of the weekend is a great plant oh, uh, that, that we uh, absolutely uh, adore here. That's the uh, John Fanuc Phlox in a smaller container than the one gallon, and at a three dollar price, two ninety nine. Uh, excellent fragrance, beautiful plant. Uh, uh, supposedly, you want to plant them in clusters. Is that right? Clusters? Is, did I get that right? Okay. Yeah. Groups. Groups. Yeah. Groups of three. Groups of three or five. But you're, or seven. Uh, but you're kind of right. The group, the groups could be three individual. Pl- I mean, could be three individual plants. Right. Or they could be closer together, three in a clump, and then another. You know, and then if you planted two other clumps up there. Yeah. They, and the, the the neat thing about these, uh, of course, we we love these little four and a half inch containers, and they're right. This is a really handsome plant. Yeah, and uh, and blooming, they grew blooming small. They bloom fast. I mean, they grow grow relatively fast too. Oh yeah. So they make a nice and you you said the the tops the parent plant 
Oh. It's growing in a container all this Yeah, time. it's growing in a, a whiskey bar size container. So that means that they're uh, root hardy perennial? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Wow, so if you get those established, that'd be wonderful. Oh, yeah. I, pl- I planted some in Tennessee, uh, uh, but I, I use the, the, the lavender one. But, uh, but like, like I said, the interesting thing about those down here is that fanic flocks and uh, and this lab uh, I, I don't think I'm saying the right I don't think it is that that common common one around here I, I'm calling it lavender I don't think that lavender is the right right color no but, the but, ones that we had well there's there's these these are new not the ones we had last oh, week. Those are pentas. Where did they go, though? I guess <laughs> they, they moved. Yeah. They got moved. Oh, okay. So. They're kind of but, a... But they're the... Anyway, they're... Kind of bougainvillea red? Yeah. Is that they're a... They're the only ones that fuchsia? survive. They're the only oh. ones that survive here. Year after year. But uh, that fatty fox is uh, really taking over. Taking over the... Uh, the flocks there, but but it's hard to get. Uh, it was you know we when we had to made it a Texas superstar and uh, did a promotion on it. I never will forget. I went out to the grower. They were growing the uh, fanic flocks, and uh, he had sold it. They had, the first sale, of course, was to fanic nursery, and. Uh, then uh, they took me out to show me they were so proud of their fanic flocks, which turned out not to be fanic flocks. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and it was covered with uh, powdery mildew. Oh, wow. And uh, and, fa- and, and fanic flocks had to tell, uh, fanic nursery had to tell them that this is not fanic flocks. Yeah, I was going to say they must have been a little upset. And they had they had thousands of these <laughs> that they were calling fanic flocks. They were so excited about it. Well, Milton. Ask Trace about your color. Sorry. Oh, I'm just reminding what, everybody what, that Milton. What color is the standard of flocks? Is it is it? Is, am I saying well, lavender? Su- right? Summer, I would call it magenta. Well, I would no. say it's a flavor of pink, but that's yeah, yeah. pinky purple. Oh yeah, pinky purple. Pinky purple. Yeah, let's <laughs> hear. I hear you say that, Jerry. Pinky purple. It's a purplish pinky. A new color. Yeah. That Mil- Milton related. How many years ago was that Milton when we were? We oh, were, when we that, first. When they were all yeah. here, yeah, and we went out there and smelled them, and it's just. Oh yeah. And we talked about them, and it, by the time we got, that was Saturday. By the time we got here on Sunday. They're gone. They're all gone. They were gone. We, they were, people were coming up. Yeah. I just heard you talking about them. Where are they? Uh, they still here, yeah. Yeah. So we got them in the, uh, how big is this little guy? Four and a half inch or quart, whichever. I think that's the first time in history they've ever been in that size container. I won't say first time, but one of few I don't, times. I don't remember them because usually they're sold as gallons. They show here. And yeah, so, definitely show her. As plant of the weekend, these I'm are gonna, nice looking and some uh, blooming. Oh yeah, I'm going to encourage you to come and get them right now. Uh, here at the nursery, Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. But if you absolutely can't come in and you're just like chomping at the bit and you want them, call the nursery at 497-3760, 497-3760, and they will put aside the ones that you want for you. So if you're going to 
do clumps in your yard. Um, then Milton, uh, he's embraced this three. I've embraced three the three clump thing. Odd number clump. I like that the idea of that uh, whiskey barrel thing. In the, yeah, but oh, that's nice. Sun, you, yeah. you wouldn't believe. It. I mean, the the mother plant of these plants uh, are just. Uh, I mean, just solid blooms all summer long. Now they they use copious amounts of osmocote out there, as well as a. Is copious uh, an odd number? Yeah. Does anybody ever call you and ask for the copious uh, osmocote? <laughs> we went. Uh, there the are co- many people that come in and ask, "What is a copious amount?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> do they really? Yes, they do. That's funny. <laughs> I say follow the directions. Uh, I just I just knew no it. the directions are not copious. I just knew people were going to come in and you're going to go. Well, here's the osmocote. I'm looking for copious. Uh, <laughs> I, I see for vegetables, flowering plants. Where's copious? Okay. Anyway, hey, let's uh, talk to four nine seven three seven six zero is the number to call for the nursery, and they'll put them aside for you. Uh, we got Franklin on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Franklin, what's going on? Hey, you fabulous guys! How are you doing today on this very toasty San Antonio day? We're all treating you okay? Yeah, yeah just we're, fine. We're, How about you? We're getting toasted. Well, you know, you I'm just finer than frogs here. Uh, but I, 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 there's a couple of things, and I've been holding for a while, and so my mind isn't what it was. Uh, I really am very interested in those deer-eating photinias. I would like to have any kind of deer-eating plant that I could get uh, and that would probably help a lot on the deer population. I assume they'd probably have to be pretty big, but but uh, and uh, uh, you know, as far as the uh, uh, flocks goes, uh, you yes. you plant flocks of flocks, not clumps, flocks of flocks, like flocks sheep. of flocks, flocks of, of flocks, lots of flocks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What, and, what's uh, the deer eating fatinia thing? Well, no, that's I, what you all mentioned. You yeah, said you were yeah. looking for some deer-eating fatinias, and uh, so I, I was very interested in that. Poinciennas, we were looking for. Oh, poinciennas, that's it. That, oh, that's, that's it. it. See, I told you, that's I've been sitting here uh, listening to you. We've gone through the Purple Martians and uh, the, uh, the <laughs> English sparrows. My wife was very offended for me. Is your wife English, there? So. Oh. No, poor Ask thing. Her to take... she, she, oh. She's escaped. Oh, okay. She, yeah, she's was, safe right Obviously, now. she didn't take the scotch with her. No, no, she didn't. Well, that's a little further north. She's Welsh. I don't think oh. the Welsh are noted for anything except coal, perhaps, and slate. But um, anyway, there you hey, have it. They drink but, a fair uh, amount of scotch. Yeah, well, I so think everybody in England does, but not as much so as the Scots do. <laughs> you'd like us they, to ask they, Trace to get some deer-eating... Um, Botanias? No, deer eating. Or deer uh, eating any kind of plant. Any kind of plant that will eat deer, I'm all for. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I am, but I was going to ask you about those flocks. Uh, what do they get, about two, three feet high? They're yeah, on spikes, aren't that. they? Yeah. Yeah, about two, three feet uh, high. Maybe even higher if you... If you yeah, if you fertilize them quite a bit, they they may get yeah. three feet. Yeah, and they may get yeah. three feet high. And they and they usually get easily get three three and a half feet wide. Oh yeah, like I said, they, yeah. When uh, when they plant them in that uh, half whiskey barrel, like I'm talking about, they'll bulge out. Just one plant will fill that up. One plant will. One plant will fill that, and they're perennials, huh? 
Yes, sir. That's 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 great. I I like things that I only have to plant once. What do they do in the <laughs> winter time, Jerry? I can't remember. Do they freeze they, back? They, or they, they just freeze back. Freeze back. Yeah, they, to the ground, right? The winter is, but uh, they're they're. I don't think they freeze to the ground. When do you cut really them back? Or when they when they pretty much died out, or or yeah, or by, by, uh, probably mid mid winter. Because Our they don't bloom wood. on old stocks, do they? They have to have new no, stocks to bloom on, They have right? to have new wood. I right. do remember them coming up, a lot of sprouts from the bays. So. Right, right. Oh, yeah, they have multiple <laughs> deed, multiple deed Oh, that's, that's, that's good. That sounds like something I'm going to have to acquire. Uh, how do they handle uh, competition from other plants and grasses? Well, they'll, once they get established and get big, they'll, they'll out-compete. Grasses and things, but they're not—they're not the best—they're not, be- not the best competitors. No. Yeah. Okay. So, so I—I I need to keep it uh, probably mulch yeah. them in real good. Yes, that'll, yeah, that'll help. It's not like uh, yeah, get established. Not like a lantana or a salvia. Yeah, yeah, because those you, you don't ever have to worry about them. <laughs> yeah. They just look at grass and sneer. <laughs> <laughs> or grow over the top of it. Yeah. And yeah, Thanks, but, Franklin. Uh, oh, sorry. I have to tell you, uh, 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 those starlings, that was a, a horrible thing that they did to us. It's, uh, it came from the Yankees, and now they're everywhere. Uh, and the darn things, they're not good to eat. So what are you going to do with them? I mean, really. I know. I know. Noisy birds, not good to eat. Nah, <laughs> I wouldn't encourage them if I were you. <laughs> at least Calvin. they don't bite. At least they don't bite you like the fire ants do. <laughs> oh well, I don't care about that. That's I, I got right. the perfect recipe for fire ant bites. Is you put a little honey on it. That's the that's the best thing in the world. You'll you'll all the sting and everything, and you won't have any more problems with it. Hmm. So, uh, so the, so, so the honeybees survive, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, cool. the honey, honey another, is good for uh, another exotic animal. Yeah, bee stings, wasp stings, and uh, fire ants. Uh, it really does uh, take away the pain. And uh, uh, if you're allergic uh, to to bee stings and stuff like that, you can put if you get honey on it right away and, and pull out the little stinger. Uh, you can you can you may have to go to the hospital have a shot. But uh, I had an uncle; it was very very allergic to bees. They got stung bad up in, in the mountains by Sacramento, and by the time they got to the hospital, they had heard about honey, put it on there. By the time they got to the hospital, the guy said, well, I can give you the shot, but I don't think you really need it. Hmm. So uh, I've yeah, been recommending that for years now. Yeah, it works Thanks, pretty Franklin. good. Hey, you're we'll welcome. You, you guys have a wonderful So he didn't day. get his shot, huh? We're back to talking no, about didn't. scotch. No, he didn't. need one. No. Yeah. <laughs> no shots from the flocks of flocks. Oh, there okay. you go. That's a good way to end. All thanks, right. Franklin. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, thanks for calling. Right. And and you remember the medical advice offered on the show is purely the uh, uh, advice of Franklin, not necessarily the station. And I'm, the... I'm sticking to uh, Preparation 8. <laughs> okay. Well, the honey was interesting. Been, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie's on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? I'm recover. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I got some citrus, uh, small citrus trees I got from the whole thing. Uh, what kind of fertilizer? Can you use a 1959 in the pot or you can't? No. What? 1959 no. in the pot. 
No. Yeah, you can't use we, it. We, no, no uh, not, not in a container because it's, okay. it's uh, too salty, too fast okay. release. Sol- uh, soluble, soluble fertilizer like uh, 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 Miracle Grow, Rapid Grow, has to grow. Mere acid. Like Mere acid. Or, or okay. the, or the uh, copious. That's the best. Okay, we can do that. The other thing was on the, I got a Mexican lime tree, and it had one of the top limbs broke off, and then it shot up. It's like three foot tall in the plant right now. Do we are those supposed to be cut off? Those shoots you middle real high because it's like six foot off the ground. Okay, I, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Mexican broke up a little. They're on the one of the side. top limbs broke off, and okay. it shot another new growth. And that new growth is almost three foot taller than the plant. Okay, that but cut is it is, is a new growth at the base from the base, or for or from no, where it, it broke off? off. It, right, right where it broke off. Okay, I I was just worried about the, the, that's that's not uncommon, but I was. A lot of times when you have a, a new growth like that to shoots up that high, it's from the rootstock. But you said uh-huh. it's, it's a lime. Mexican lime. Mexican lime. Mexican lime. Mexican lime. Are they on their own roots? Huh? Yeah, they're on their own yeah. roots. Yeah, that's what I thought because right. of the freeze. Yeah. They came, they so, came uh, sprouted. But if it's if it's growing excessively high, I'd, I'd just uh, cut it in half or cut it cut it back a little bit. Even okay, I've got two of them like that that took off, so I was just wondering. Okay, yeah, well, that'll they, do it then. Yes, sir? One of, the pro- one of the problems, too, is that they're susceptible to wind breakage when they're those big right. branches. Right. That, that little reminded me with this wind we had a couple of days ago. Well, it went it through and broke a lot off of the stand. <laughs> it knocked it off the stand. It was on. The wind did, but it didn't break any more branches, which I was thinking. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that wind, that wind will, it will pick it up. It will carry a wind resistance. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Junior. Thank you. Enjoy. Okay. Thanks. You Thanks take for care. calling in. All right. 308 we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 308 Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the Children's Gardening Workshop at Millburgers. If you missed it this month, guess what? We do it next month. And the best place to go to find out about all the events at Millburgers is millburgernursery.com. Not only will you find out about the events, you'll find out what's on sale at Millburgers, like fall tomatoes. Chosen to do well in our area, these tomatoes that are on sale have a history of doing well in fall in San Antonio. You can choose from Tycoon, Celebrity, HM1823, Valley Girl, Cherry, and more. Now just a dollar sixty-eight in the four and a half inch pot. Millburgers has perennials on sale. Are you ready for this? One gallon perennials on sale, just three forty-four. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Texas Sage. Theralis, Gold Star Esperanza, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and much, much more. So head on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Verde Road. 
If you or someone you know suffers from cataracts, glaucoma, astigmatism, or other eye ailments, Quicker Solutions is hosting a free informational seminar Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on a revolutionary neutral product that's been in Japan for over 18 years and is new to the U.S. Learn how some can see without glasses within 20 minutes of taking this natural product. To learn more and for free samples, please find the I Care Naturally workshop near you. Register right now at IWantEyeCare.com. That's I Want Eye Care. Climate Magic knows in South Texas, your air conditioner is as important as your car. In fact, your air conditioner will run over 2,000 hours this year to cool your home. If you were to drive your car for the same amount of time at today's speed limits, you would have driven over 140,000 miles. Now, you wouldn't think about going on a journey like that without making sure your car was in tip-top shape. So, why put your air conditioner through it? For just $84.50, Climate Magic will tune up your system and make sure everything is running properly. A Climate Magic AC tune-up could save you money, too, because an unchecked, inefficient unit will cost you more to operate this summer. For a limited time, when you get the 8450 tune-up, Climate Magic will give you a $10 gas card as a thank you for trying their service. Call Climate Magic at 210-340-8240 and ask for the summer gas card special to keep your air conditioner and your gas tank happy. 210-340-8240. Texas License 1531C. We're talking with Mike Robert of Robert Custom Homes. And Mike, what kind of homes does Robert Custom Homes specialize in? Robert Custom Homes truly specializes in luxury, hill country, custom home living. You know, we build everywhere, Canyon Lake and north of that into Blanco, down to the south side of San Antonio and out to Seguin. You know, part of what makes the beauty of our custom homes is the fact that we have an ASID certified interior designer on staff to produce the finest interior design elements available today. Our first meeting is usually at our office to get to know each other, make sure we're going to work well together. And then generally it's a visit to your land. We want to see your land and the layout. And then usually some of our model homes or our properties or clients' properties that are open to us to use as well so we can show customers exactly what we mean by integrity, quality, and distinction. For your custom home, go with a home builder that reflects integrity, quality, and distinction. Robert Custom Homes. Mike, how can we reach you? You can reach us on the web at Robert. That's my last name, R-O-B-A-R-E. Robert.net. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Oh, does it? Okay. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. We've just found something in the pond that we're trying to identify. Yeah. We don't know if it's living or. It seems to be kind of swimming, maybe. Is it a snail? Is it not a snail? No. It's, it's got features like a slug, but uh, it's kind of a amorphous, round. Mary? Alien. It's an alien. Well, Mary's your bug person. That's pretty much what we've come up with about alien. 
Oh, okay, well that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. So we now have aliens on sale here at Millburgers. So uh, come on out and uh, pick them, um, pick one from the pond. And that is weird. I don't All know right. what that is. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 308-8867, the number to call to be a part of it. By the way, um, Melanie, the watermelon, is no bigger than a softball, but I did flip her over, and her little bottom is getting uh, yellow. Yeah. So should I? But the color isn't changing on top. Does that matter? Yeah. No. It's still kind of that gray-green, that gray-bluish. But it didn't didn't get any bigger, you say? No, it's still the size of a softball. Yeah, that's what that's the size it's going to be. Okay, so should I pick it and try it, or how yellow is it? Is it? I mean, is it just light yellow? Yeah, I would say. Wait till it turns darker yellow. Dark, as in more definitively yellow, or yes, as in an yes. orangish yellow. If you're tired of it. Yellow. What's that? If you're tired of waiting and watering it. No. It, I want to, you know, we've been through this. We've taken it this far. <laughs> yeah, I don't think our crop's going to make the uh, house payment this, this I, I don't week. think so. You, it's you don't tough need, being a you farmer. You don't need a wagon to haul that to the market. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We barely need a, a grocery bag. To, <laughs> this little lunch bag could carry the uh, the watermelon in it. I, I think I'd l- wait to uh, see some color. On I'll take a picture of it and bring it tomorrow. You can. <laughs> okay. All right. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The problem with those things, those icebox melons like that, is they get overripe so fast. Oh. You so, miss it. So it's hard. It's hard to get them between green and overripe. Okay. But so, I, I, I think you're pushing the. I think it needs more time. Okay. I'll take a picture. Okay. Maybe we can figure. Tomorrow we'll decide. Okay. I think they're harder to grow those water, those uh, icebox watermelons get, than get, the regular ones. To get though. ideally yeah. ripe, yeah. Now, do I? I got plenty of vine. I got vine you wouldn't believe. Okay. And the vine looks good, huh? Yeah, the vine still looks okay. Is it still blooming? I think so. Okay. I'll have to check again, but. The uh, do I do I go for fall watermelon or yeah you can okay that's what I was getting ready to recommend all right we'll keep if the vine's healthy seems to be all right we'll keep we'll... are you fertilizing it Milton is it in a container yeah it started in a container and now the vine's just are you fertilizing it at all we have we have used copious amounts of all right all right of osmocote then I, I imagine you're good for good for the fall too. Yeah, in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have done it in the container. Yeah, well, it's not really fertilizing. The, the vines just come over the side and go on their way, but it probably doesn't hold as much water as the, uh, as the yeah, soil. Yeah, well, you need to water it every now and then. Yeah, every now and then? Okay, I think we're okay on every now and then. <laughs> How about Jerry, though, if he, uh, well, I guess you're not going to get much production now until the heat breaks. I would just, yeah. and sometimes I... Like on eggplants or cucumbers, or I pull all the old, even okra, pull all the old fruit off so that I can get a new, you know, fresh, tender right. set of fruit in there. Right. That that one watermelon there is not going to prevent no. setting no. more fruit, is no. it? No. Okay. It's temperature and, and bee pollination. It's key to setting fruit. Uh, those are self-fruitful, by the way, that that. Doesn't need, melon type. doesn't need to be cross-pollinated? No. 
Okay. Well, it, it needs to be pollinated by a bee. But it's like the blueberries? That... But yeah, it, it doesn't need another plant. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> Kevin made a good point on his last uh, Dig In Now deal. It says, keep milkweed, mist flowers, zinnias, flame acanthus, porterweed, Mexican honeysuckle, and other butterfly plants watered so they can maintain their bloom and produce nectar in the heat. And that's something that a lot of us, especially at this time of the year when it's so hot, we uh, we forget to. These plants are are drought tolerant. In other words, yeah, they'll live through it. They're tough, but but they won't they won't they'll, they'll shut down and and don't, won't have new growth on them, which means that they won't have uh, new blooms on them. So now one of need to water those too. One one plant that I talk about all the time, one of my favorite butterfly plants, zinnia. They are not really drought tolerant. They're they require the you know they would stop if you didn't didn't water them for four or five days in this weather. They would you know they dry up. But yeah. some some of these others are much tougher. Yeah. But anyway, keep 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 things watered at this time of the year. Uh, I, I've told the story several times about my. My citrus in the backyard in very shallow soil, and uh, it's on the side of the house that I don't get to see it quite often. And I went; to, it's over there by the garbage can. So I was taking the garbage out the other day, and noticed that my Asian jasmine is wilting, was wilting under that tree, under those trees, and so uh, that tipped me off finally. Uh, that uh, I need to be watering those mm-hmm. things at least once a week for citrus. Uh, once a week. And I've got a good crop this year. And so if you don't want to have dry citrus, you know, people always call in when the citrus turns, begins to turn color, and then they peel it, it's dry. The fruit's dry. Well, that's because it dried out. It, it lacked a... It went through a water shortage, and uh, it produced dry fruit. You know, other good indicator plants, like in those half-whiskey barrels, when I plant like the, the New Mexican limes, I'll put like a pepper yeah, plant in Yeah, yeah. And pepper are really... Indicator uh, plant, yeah, water indicator plant. Yeah, long before the uh, lime does. Oh, yeah. And zinnias the same way. You know, they, they, let, they let you know when they... You need water in that container. Absolutely. How'd you, how's your whopper? How are your whoppers doing? <sighs> I love them. They you do. bought a bunch. Was last week that you bought them all? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more. You know, I had had a uh, two two beds of them, but one one was a pretty. It's kind of an afterthought that I planted, and I they look so good in there that I uh, planted them much thicker, and they're doing real fine. They're dealing with this. Uh, Heat just amazes me that with those great big leaves like that, mm-hmm. that they can, uh, and they're you know as Jerry has indicated on the begonias, they let you know too when they need water. Yeah. They, uh, the leaves turn a different color. Yeah, and they are now comparing them to zinnias. They are much more drought tolerant than zinnias. So if you have to, if you water your zinnias every two days, your whopper begonias may not, you know, you can water them every four days or so, and they, yeah. they seem to do fine. Yeah. They're, they're a, I, can, I consider they're a small cactus. You know, I mean, they're, 
but of course you don't it's not really good for the plant as far as the growth of the plant to let it dry down to the point that it turns the leaf turns uh, kind of grayish but uh at least, at least it it doesn't die. Yeah. It, it comes right back when you when and you if water. And if you do your you know daily kind of check it, um, you'll see a subtle subtle change, and you can water those, and within a, an hour or so they'll be back to their mm-hmm. normal color. Wow! You don't want to go back. You don't want to. Uh, you know you you don't want to wait too long after you see the change. But they, yeah, they're great. Are you? Have you? Did you plant some? I, I did one in a hanging basket, and it's it didn't. I didn't pay much attention to it, and yeah, the leaves are huge. It's full of the uh, the deep red blooms. Yeah, it's pretty forgiving, uh, and yeah, it looks very very nice that hanging basket. With the hanging baskets on the ground, though, we haven't we oh. haven't hung it yet. So, hanging, uh, ba- hanging baskets are tough. They. Because usually, you know, they're relatively small, the reservoir is small, and then they're, they are, uh, I guess you can have plastic hanging baskets, but a lot of times it's fiber or some other material. And this one's fiber, yeah. and so, yeah. you got to water that every day mm-hmm. in this kind of weather. But again, it's very forgiving. Still looks good. Good. It's filled up the basket. I bought it when it was a little, little toddler here, you know, not too big, mm-hmm. and then now it's filled up the basket. So, all right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. While we have a lull, let's uh, go ahead and take a quick break at 308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. We're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, and be a part of the show at 308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the children's gardening workshop at Millburgers. If you missed it this month, guess what? We do it next month. And the best place to go to find out about all the events at Millburgers is MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the events, you'll find out what's on sale at Millburgers, like fall tomatoes. Chosen to do well in our area, these tomatoes that are on sale have a history of doing well in fall in San Antonio. You can choose from Tycoon, Celebrity, HM1823, Valley Girl, Cherry, and more. Now just a dollar sixty-eight in the four and a half inch pot. Millburgers has perennials on sale. Are you ready for this? One gallon perennials on sale, just three forty-four. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Texas Sage. Theralis, Gold Star Esperanza, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and much, much more. So head on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Don't miss Movies by Moonlight each Tuesday evening at Travis Park downtown. 9.30 a.m. The Answer and the City of San Antonio invite you to join us each week for a great family movie. This week, catch Zootopia. Free entertainment starts at 7.30 and the movie starts at dusk. Don't miss Movies by Moonlight Tuesday evenings at Travis Park. Brought to you by Brooks Academy, English Language School, University Health System, Cricket Wireless, Southwest Exteriors, and Dave & Buster's. 
Peace Through Planning. It's a beautiful thing. We're talking with Charlie Weisinger of Weisinger Law Firm. And, Charlie, 41% of baby boomers don't have a will in place. Charlie, your clients need to make sure their 20, 30-something-year-old children take advantage of your free consultation. Well, in my view, every person over the age of 18 needs a plan in place because as a legal adult, no one has any authority over them to handle their bank accounts or make medical decisions unless they give someone that authority, even when mom and dad are still paying the bills. And I can help put all those plans in place. People think, I don't have much. I don't own land and property. Uh, My will can wait. Actually, it's more important to have a plan in place because without a will, probate can be much more expensive and folks with smaller estates simply can't afford going through the probate process and property could be lost. So the answer is call attorney Charlie Weisinger of Weisinger Law Firm today and let Charlie help you achieve peace through planning. Charlie, what's your phone number? Phone number here in San Antonio is 210-308-0800. For Weisinger Law Firm, WeisingerLawFirm.com. This is Lon Hee Chen for Townhall.com. I hope you heard about Senator John McCain's heroic return to the floor of the United States Senate to keep the effort to repeal and replace Obamacare alive. We should, and his colleagues should listen. With reference to, quote, their deliberations, he said, They can be as sincere and principled, but they are more partisan, more tribal, more of the time than at any time that I can remember. Senator McCain has seen and accomplished much during his decades as an elected official in service to the people of Arizona and the country. So his words from the Senate floor should serve as a warning to all of us. Our system of deliberative democracy is suffering and our public officials may only be making it worse. It's a sad observation from someone we should listen to. For our part, we should focus on sending to Washington people who are focused on solving problems, not just demagoguing them. People who put patriotism above partisanship. People who appeal to what unites us rather than what divides us. I'm Lon Hee Chen. Hugh Hewitt says we can't look to Democrats to help fix health care. Obamacare's death spiral continues. They can't just throw money at this. They've got to reform it. They've got to change everything. Yeah, compromise is possible, but I don't think Democrats are interested in compromise. They want power back. They're not sincere. So the Obamacare fail is the Democrats' bill failing. It's Chernobyl, and they want to blame Chernobyl on the Republicans. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We're live on the porch here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull 40 Road. You can come visit with us or ask your gardening question in person or to ask your gardening question in person or call us at 308-8867, 308-8867. What you got there? I was looking at Calvin plugging his machine in out there. Did, oh. you, did, did you get it plugged in right? Uh-huh. It doesn't look like it's in far enough. It, it is, Dad. Yeah. It is. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we were talking about everything blooming so nicely, and Calvin mentioned in his article today about uh, uh, what's the problem if you're new gold antenna, it's not blooming. And he mentioned uh, lace bugs in there. This is a bug that uh, are also, if you, if you get it on too much shade, they won't bloom. Or not, not and you usually profusely. Disco- yeah, you usually discover that early in the process. Yeah. But 
But the, yeah. la- the lace bug come in there, and it makes the, uh, let's see, you're talking about the uh, the foliage uh, Gets appears good. dusty. Yeah. You say dusty. That's a good way to put it. It looks, looks like, a lot like spider mite then. Yeah, it does. But uh, lace bugs are a problem. You know, what I used to do is just leave it and wait and wait and wait. And sometimes, depending on the weather in the fall, you'd get another fall crop. But Jerry has come up with a, a strategy that speeds that up a little bit. Um, he ha- actually recommends you you uh, take your string mower and cut back a little bit the to- the plant and then fertilize. And uh, then most most years you'll get another a relatively quick response and you'll get another uh, bloom period before the the winter. So that works well. And then. Next year, put it on your calendar because usually, if you got a bed that is yeah. affected by lace bugs, you'll get a, you'll get it again next year. And you mentioned using acephate or orthe uh, on. And you think spinosad may work, huh? Well, uh, you know, some people don't like to use yeah. more acephate or orthe. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking since spinosad's a contact killer. It probably worked. You you would shred it. You would shred shred the top off first, and then you would soak it down good with uh, spinosad or acephate. And uh, because the lace bugs are still there, yeah, that's why. And then I think of acephate. The foliage that you leave, you want to get. Are they? They'll just wait around until that new foliage appears. And acephate has a pretty. Good staying powder, power, and then it's a, a bit of a systemic, so you may get yeah, a little right. effect that it way. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's by far the best thing to use. And then it's you can next system. next year you would you could kind of you can kind of beat them, beat the lace bugs. Uh, I mentioned July first and August first. You apply it. Uh, you could even you you could even go June fifteenth uh, and no. get ahead of them a little bit, but that. That that way you could prevent it next year. I suppose you got a, a, a esperanza that's not blooming, Calvin. I suppose you got an esper because of deer, deer eating all the blooms. No, it's it, it's the wrong kind of it's not. Oh oh yeah, it's that's the old you, you have the old fashioned if, variety. Yeah, if it's not blooming at this time of the year. Uh, your Esperanza not blooming this time of the year. You probably got a an old fashioned uh, type of Esperanza that's not going to bloom till fall. And I, I don't even like the looks of the plant compared to the new gold. The new gold oh, is yeah. so stocky, and the leaves are, are even you know I've had a bed where where I've got a had the old fashioned right next to. Yeah, we call it trop. They got a tropical leaf yeah. on. And uh, you know they're kind of leggy, and and then sometime before Christmas they might get a couple blooms up at the top. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, bloom and landscape appeal, yeah. uh, that uh, Texas, um, Texas, what is it, Jerry? Texas, uh, Texas, Texas Gold Star. Texas Gold Star is uh, just outstanding, and the. The good news is it's easy to tell when it exists. If it's here at the nursery and they're in a 
one gallon container and they're blooming, then they're Texas they've got, Gold. They've sale. got a really good supply of them out here at the Red Millburger. And it's a blooming machine for sure. Yeah, that's that's uh, st- a quote that Calvin uh, made in his article. That it's a blooming machine. That's a that's a good way to put it. And that's the way it was chosen. I noticed you also have, and I ever since you mentioned that you were going to mention that uh, that Rellias are are blooming real good at this time of the year too. And they've got a nice picture of Rellia in there. It surprises me a little bit that they're doing so well. I always kind of thought of them as a there's they have a little spring bloom period and a fall bloom period. But if you give them, if they're in full sun and you give them enough water, yeah, they're blo- really blooming up a storm all over. Yeah. So, and that, that's a really a, an attractive ground cover to the foliage. I mean, they were worthy plants just for the foliage. The blooms are extra, extra dividends. Uh, yeah. They, they look well, and of course, they're and not... The deer, the deer nibble on them, but not, uh, yeah, not a, bad. Yeah, and a, dro- a drought, like now they may, in your neighborhood, especially if you're watering them, they may be nibbling on them. Yeah. But they generally don't kill them. They don't eat, a, eat at them enough unless... Yeah. I, I guess some, when we had those, like, four years in a row of drought, they, they t- took out some, but they're, they're uh, not the favorite deer food out there it's a little bit like nandinas deer will nibble at them but they don't seem to or shrimp plant even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah they're they're nice ground are they they're on sale too aren't they milton which the the uh Ruelia, dwarf Ruelia. they should be if we have them in the one gallon container there yeah, they're the perennials, and that'd be good. Now I haven't seen the white in a while. Jerry, I'm looking for them, but the no, pink, they could, everybody quit growing the uh, pinks and the blues. And if you've got an old bed, or you got a bed from nine, ten years ago, then you may have a few of the whites. But uh, I guess we they're not getting, we're not producing those anymore. Yeah, and and what what's also uh, joined the summer blooming uh, frenzy is a thryalis and that's that's on sale too it's a, so that, that so one's it's, another it's, deer it's, deer proof yeah now that's deer proof and uh, and it 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 its blooms are smaller than uh, ghost star esperanza they actually look pretty good together a, yeah probably got about as many blooms yeah as ghost they look stars. they look good together and both of those are deer proof now, Jerry and I, when we first talked about, um, oh, we were talking about firebush a couple of weeks ago, and I was saying, well, mine wasn't blooming yet. But since then, it's it's almost every one of them's gone into bloom. Cool. Around, and uh, but they, uh, most neighborhoods, deer will eat them. My neighborhood, they do eat those. Eat firebush. Yeah, eat firebush. Yeah. Uh, but they 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 look nice. They have, you know they used to plant them at the botanical or at the garden center, in those islands in the parking lot. Yeah. Firebush, Esperanza, and Poinciana together. Right, right. That was a nice nice mix, out there. I'm surprised deer eat eat firebush because you know that's if you look in some of the 
herb books, uh, firebush has got a lot of tannins in the leaves, mm. and and the the Incas or Aztecs or whoever the the medicine people were used to use those use those leaves to cure, to uh, treat uh, athlete foot and things like that. Hmm. Uh, so so it it has got tannins in the leaves. Well, I'm surprised deer will eat those. Well, those of you out there that are have got fire bush, and if the deer aren't eat, well, if they are eating it or aren't eating it, let us know. Because uh, my experience, they, they eat it. It's like poinciana. But yeah. a lot of places, apparently, they don't eat it. Uh, so if you've got the deer-eating firebush, then we want to know it. 308-8867. 308-8867. not eating firebush. Yeah, either right? one. Well, uh, you got the, y'all got the email. I, I've been hesitating to mention it a couple of weeks ago from... From Charles uh, of Millburgers here at Nursery. Did you, you get that yeah. email? That his deer are now oh. eating <laughs> periwinkle or vinca. Yeah, vinca. And, uh, you know, we we had made the statement on there that deer have never eaten vinca. And uh, any time you say never. It's a kiss uh, that's, of death. That's what, that's what we're learning. We were taught in school and and learned even more severely when you got out is that you never use the term never. It's risky. Yeah, it's risky because. <laughs> but but he sent pictures. You know, it's hard to hard, yeah. to, hard to deny. He sent pictures. I, I you know, you, I I wasn't gonna write him back that it was a rabbit, not a deer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I suggested the were too big. I suggested that it was, uh, what, alternate facts or fake uh, news, in- <laughs> in- yeah, in- incorrect uh, evidence or something. But there, he's got a heavy deer population out there at his house anyway. But I, I've never. This, this is the first. Uh, well, we and we didn't documented we, evidence that that deer will eat. We vinca. didn't check to see if they were newly planted, or did, did we, or did they, or were they? They were fairly tall, so yeah. I, I imagine they've been there for a while. Yeah, because well, you know, we can find they'll uh, experiment. Deer will experiment with almost anything that's newly planted, and uh, eat like lantana. They'll eat tops off a of lantana. Yeah, but uh, right. not usual. Hey, we need to begin to wrap up today. Again, we want to thank everybody that came out to the uh, children's gardening workshop that Millburgers does each month. Mary did a great job. Uh, the kids had a good time. And as was, far as we know, none of them passed away because of the bugs. We'll find out tomorrow. And okay. uh, But, no, the kids were playing with bugs, learning about bugs, even eating bugs. And uh, <laughs> so... Next week, next time is uh, next month is uh, tomatoes and fall veggies, which will probably be more edible than the bugs. So we'll say goodbye for today. On behalf of the docs, thanks to you for listening, and thanks to Roy for doing a great job getting all your calls on the air. And uh, join us tomorrow back here at the nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.